Good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you are, whatever time it is, where I am. It's June 21st, 2021. I am back in Los Angeles after a week in Miami, Florida, and I've got a lot to tell you. Who am I? I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report. Direct message. Do me a favor, people. Tap that subscribe button. A little drop down will come. Ding the notification thingy. Maybe you'll see our videos in your feed. It's at least a possibility. Uh, we got a lot to catch up on. I want to share some personal stuff, some business stuff, and then get to all the news of the day. I missed talking to you good people. When I was in Miami at about 11 o'clock Pacific time, uh, what's that? That's in Miami. That's uh, what time is it there? That's 12, 1, 2, 2 o'clock Eastern. I'd just be wandering the streets, just talking to people about the news because I felt that I need to get some of this stuff out. Uh, we got uh, four stories for you today. Plus, I want to show you a little something that we did in Miami. We actually launched, we debuted live stream on locals in Miami with the mayor, Francis Suarez. It was such a pleasure to be with a mayor, chatting with a government official who I liked, who I felt was competent, who seemed like he understood the future and wanted to build a thriving, successful city as opposed to a mayor, say, of a place like Los Angeles, Eric Garcetti, or San Francisco, or Portland, or Seattle, where I feel like the mayors would rather have me jailed. So it was really awesome to be in Miami. Uh, I taped a full interview with the mayor. We're gonna show you one little clip because we actually debuted the live stream function on local. So now I can live stream, talk to you guys directly without big tech involved. Uh, we'll show you that. Uh, then just the four stories that we're gonna get to, they all have a similar theme. Uh, and I do sense maybe the winds are changing around wokeness because it's getting so hysterical. Charles Barkley, who is by far the best sports commentator uh, that we have in America and probably has been for the last 20 years, not only talking about basketball, but doing his thing with uh, Kenny Smith and, and Shaq and Ernie Johnson on, uh, on TNT. And I used to love that show, like absolutely. That was the type of show I wanted to do when I originally wanted to get into sports broadcasting, you know, 15 years ago or something like that. Uh, he is leaving. NBA on TNT because he's had it with wokeness and he's had it with network executives who are constantly worried about what Twitter, Twitter trolls and everything say. And Barkley's been basically the most outspoken person in sports for a couple decades. I mean, really since the, the early 90s, if not late 80s. So the fact that he's had enough really tells you something. And I'm going to have a message directly for Charles Barkley. Uh, then this Joy Reid person who is on MSNBC, which is a Democrat propaganda channel on your, on your cable network or your cable channel thing there. Uh, she's not happy with Chris Rufo. And as you know, Chris Rufo is a friend of mine. He's been on the show several times. He is a lawyer and one of the leading experts at getting critical race theory out of the schools. Well, Joy Reid keeps going after him and Rufo's basically challenging her to a debate. Hey, let me on the show. Let's talk it out. She ain't biting. Uh, and then speaking of ridiculous people in cable news, uh, Don Lemon, and I will be upfront about this, I was once friends with Don Lemon, we used to go to dinner, we'd hang out, uh, but he's sort of gone off the rails. Now he thinks America's coming for black people. Uh, Lemon, of course, lives in a four and a half million dollar house in the Hamptons or in somewhere in Long Island, I think Sag Harbor, something like that. Uh, and I believe he's married to a white guy, but he thinks that the evil white people are coming for black people in America. It's just complete nonsense, we'll get into that. And then finally, it is Pride Month, and the only thing that I've done here 
for Pride Month is I did have a card-carrying lesbian on the show a couple weeks ago, as you remember. I've always, I always say card-carrying lesbian because to me, if you're a lesbian, you're like a full-blown lesbian, they're gonna give you some kind of card, a laminated card of some kind, and you're a lesbian, you have to show it to people. Well, that's the only thing I've really done for Pride, so we thought we'd do another Pride show. And up in Seattle, uh, they are literally charging uh, white people reparations to be involved in the gay pride parade. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, all right, here we go, guys. No ads today. I'm feeling good. Let me have a little sup, sip of coffee. It was just so spectacular being in Miami. It really was. Like, to be in a place that you could feel, it, you could, it's tangible, like actually tangible. Like, it, I could feel it. And partly because of the humidity, you can just sort of feel the atmosphere a little bit more. It's very humid in the summer. But like you could just see there was such an explosion of interesting people coming down there. I met so many people that were like, yeah, I just moved here or I'm here now or real estate agents were going crazy. I met, uh, well, you're going to see my chat with uh, Francis Suarez, the mayor of Miami. We're going to put that up next week. I'm going to show you a little piece right now. But I also sat down with uh, Gabe Groisman, who's the mayor of Bell Harbor. It was just, it was just great. Can you? Am I being clear about my feelings here? It was just great. Anyway, I wanna show you just a quick 50 second video. We debuted live stream on Locals. This is a massive technological jump for us. So anyone that is a creator on Locals can now live stream without worrying about YouTube taking your stream down, without worrying about Instagram or Facebook or anything else. You own it, we just build it for you and you can do it. So we debuted it with Francis Suarez in Miami on location. I've got the mayor, Francis Suarez. I've got my locals partner, South hey, Lev. And uh, we just taped a cafecito talk and an episode of the Rubin Report. And uh, Mr. Mayor, it's working in this town. It's this, working. It's working because we make it simple. We believe uh, we should keep taxes low, keep people safe, and have the best quality of life of any city in the world. And uh, we respect people's choice to live anywhere and be anywhere. And that's why it works. Can you guys believe I still live in LA? This is really twisted. Um, Asaf, we, we held live stream until we were in Miami. Yes, this is great. So guys, this is the first live stream that we are doing. We are super happy to be here with the mayor. We just announced that we are open our headquarters here. And I think the, the city of Miami will help us to basically try here. Absolutely. And uh, getting your headquarters here, get down. getting your headquarters here uh, is essential to our narrative and our story that we're building here. The most innovative, most creative city on the planet. We need your help. Yeah, and we built this thing and we waited till we were in Miami to show it. So any creator can fully live stream without worrying about whether they're on YouTube or Twitter or they're going to get kicked off anything. You absolutely own it. All your people can chat with you right there. Can't wait to get my own. Yeah, we're good. We're going to get you. Gonna you, get heard, you heard it right there. Suarez on Locals. All right, we got work to do. Got to go. Thanks, everybody. Do you think that might be affirming for a guy like me to like sit with a mayor who wants my company to move to the city that he's mayor of, that wants to use the technology? We're gonna work on getting uh, Mayor Suarez on Locals. We think we're gonna build a Locals community for the city of Miami. I'm, I'm just thrilled with so much going on down there. And yes, we are hiring in Miami right now. So if you uh, want to see the jobs that we've got listed, go to locals.com slash jobs. Uh, and one other thing, he said he wants to keep taxes low, keep people safe, respect choice. It's not rocket science, people. How you free people and all that good stuff. Oh, and I'll just say one other thing about locals, and then I promise I will move on to the stories of the day, which is that I could be kicked off these things at any given moment. We, we know that, like, that's just how it is. 
lab leaks, talking about election, whatever it might be. Like we're all just here by the by the grace of the YouTube people. So even if you don't want to spend a couple bucks a month uh, to interact with our content on Locals, you can create an account for free, and all of our stuff. No, I, no, I should say that fully correctly. Uh, most of our stuff is absolutely free there, so you can still see it and view it and listen and that sort of thing. You just can't interact with it directly. And then at some point, if you want to, you can throw in a couple bucks. You can go to rubinreport.locals.com. Okay, that's it, I promise, for the commercials. Let's talk about Charles Barkley. Uh, as you guys know, I am a huge basketball fan. If I was doing anything else in the world, if I could have my dream job, it ain't this, it's playing professional basketball. That's what I would rather do. I've still got a pretty decent three and a, and a pretty sweet finger roll, unfortunately. I'll be 45 on Saturday and I've got a torn ACL and a bum shoulder. But besides that, that's what I would love to be doing. I love basketball and I also love broadcasting because I do love what I'm doing here. And Charles Barkley is a, was a great basketball player who became an incredible broadcaster. I mean, for as phenomenal as he was on the court, he became probably even a better broadcaster in some respects. And he did this show, uh, NBA on TNT, for the last like 20 years with Shaq and Ernie Johnson and Kenny Smith. And it was, it became what, what television is supposed to be at its best, which is sort of this feeling of a live, interactive, interesting, fun conversation around whatever the topic is, in this case, basketball. But then it became cultural. And at moments over the last 20 years had some political parts to it. But then, as you guys know, wokeism has infected everything. And then it became endlessly political, endlessly about race. And I haven't watched the NBA in years. I actually just saw on Twitter yesterday, uh, the final, I guess, Minnesota, no, Milwaukee and the Suns or something and two other teams, or the Clippers maybe and somebody else or like, I just don't even know what's going on in basketball. I don't even care anymore. Uh, but I thought this was fascinating. Barkley's basically had it and is announcing that he's leaving the NBA on TNT and I think for good reason. So let's listen to the audio here. And then Charles, I'm gonna make you an offer. I mean, it's gotten so out of hand right now. I couldn't imagine having to watch myself you can't even have fun nowadays without these uh, jackasses trying to get you canceled and things like that. So, I, uh, especially you being a comedian, yeah. but still just just having fun talking about sports. Like, like, like listen, I, I'm trying to hang on for another couple of years till I'm 60, and then they can kiss my ass because I'm only working to 60. That's, the, that's all we ever talk about behind the scenes now. Like, yo, man, be careful going in this direction. I'm like, yo, man, we can't even have fun anymore. We've had fun all these years, and now all of a sudden in the last year and a half, everybody's trying to get everybody fired, and it really sucks. But unfortunately, uh, I mean, it's, it's been happening for a couple of years now. Like, if people disagree with you, they're going to get fired. Or they're coming for your head. You know, and a lot of our bosses are cowards. I mean, that's it right there. Like, the guy loves this. Really think about this. This is one of the best professional basketball players of all time. A transcendent guy, like he, you know, there's a few people that sort of transcend the sport. Michael Jordan was bigger than the sport of basketball. Barkley was bigger than the, the sport of basketball. There's other guys that do it in, in different sports, right? Kobe was bigger than the sport of basketball, for example. Then he's had fun and enjoyed doing broadcasting and bringing his love to other people and talking about it in a fun way and all that stuff. And wokeism ruined it. So now he's looking to get out. What did he say? I'm gonna hang on a couple more years and then they can kiss my ass. But his point was not that he doesn't love this anymore, it's what it has become. Because if you listen to the expanded clip, it's that the executives at the network are constantly worried about what Twitter trolls say and losing sponsors and everything else. So here it is, Charles Barkley. I'm going to clip this very thing right now. I've already talked to my guys, my agents and everything. We're gonna send you this clip directly. We've got some contacts with you. 
I want to give you a piece of Locals. I will give you a piece of my company to join Locals and open your own community and do whatever you want and own your video and audio and live chat with people and live stream and all of that stuff just to be on there because I love you, man. You should be in the game. There's no reason you should be getting out of the game at 60. And I get it. You don't want to be at a network anymore. And guess what? Networks are dying and you leaving is an exact perfect example of why they're dying because a guy like you who just wants to say what he has to say and, and say something honest and real and true and have some fun, you're, you're fodder now for a network like that. They want, they want robots, they want endless racialization of everything. And man, I wanna help you out. So I will figure out a way to give you a piece of a company just, just so you can get on there and continue whatever you're doing. And oh, and I just wanna say something else about, about Barkley in general and what's going on with sports. I mean, we know that all the ratings are dropping out, right? Basketball ratings have absolutely plummeted. We know that uh, NFL ratings have plummeted. I think, if I'm not mistaken, and now I'm happy to say it, NHL, which I've never been a hockey fan, but after that video we showed you two weeks ago of the Islanders game six against the Bruins in Long Island when everyone started singing the national anthem, I think hockey ratings have been pretty good. And it's funny, the sport from Canada has become the most pro-American sport there is. Um, all of these things are, are not disconnected. Like, we really are in an up ending of everything. And I think you guys can see it. Now, a lot of people can't see it because they watch mainstream media. That'll be a sort of through line to everything else that we're gonna talk about today. Um, but we should want some people out there in mainstream still making some sense. So when a guy like Barkley, who does make sense, by the way, and when he talks about politics, even though it's not really what he wants to talk about, he does make sense when he talks about how you know, basically everyone is trying to racialize everything and that you know, all, everyone's trying to turn everybody against everything. It's like he gets it, and by getting it, he has to step out of the system. So Barkley, Chuck, I love you, man. Uh, the, one of the saddest moments of my life, 1997, game six against uh, the Utah Jazz, when uh, Stockton hit that three and knocked you and Clyde and Akeem out of the playoffs. I, I, I watch that game every now and again, and it's very sad the last minute. And uh, I wanted you guys to win that. I wanted you to get your ring. But I want to give you another ring. I want to give you a ring of freedom, man. So join me with locals. Let's see what happens. All right, let's move on to the next story. So Joy Reid, I've talked about her a bit over the last couple weeks. Now, it's kind of funny. This is one of those things which I've addressed before. When these people do these ridiculous things on CNN and MSNBC, nobody's really watching, right? Like MSNBC's ratings are terrible. They're hugely funded by giant corporate behemoths. They have massive staffs, probably 20, upwards of 50 people on some of these shows. I have no idea exactly how many they have at this point, but they have huge staffs. They have huge budgets, multiple producers, directors, everything else. As I always say, to you guys, I got a, I got a producer sitting right there. I got a director sitting right there. I got an intern who's working from home, and and then what I say here, it just it's whatever's coming out of my mind. I got a couple notes, and that's it. But you get these overproduced shows that are are basically Democrat propaganda. That that's what Joy Reid is. She's a she's a Democrat propagandist. By the way, you can find some very anti-gay writing of hers that MSNBC never addressed from about 20 years ago. Now, of course, if she was on the right, she would have been canceled and destroyed. But she's a lefty. She's a Democrat, she's a progressive, so, so that's okay when you do that. Anyway, uh, she's been going after Chris Rufo, and most of you know Chris Rufo, I've had him on the show a few times. He is a lawyer, and what I love about Chris is he's a fighter. Like, this isn't a guy that's just talking about stuff. This is a guy who has taken the fight against critical race theory, against race essentialism, against the idea that you are born 
guilty because of your skin color, in this case white, against the idea that we should racialize everything and that traits that once we thought of as good things, like showing up on time and working hard and knowing empirical facts like two plus two equals four, that somehow these are white things and these are things that must be destroyed and that the founding of America was evil because it was through white people and all of these things and that, and that the, the real thing that brought America together was slavery. I mean, these are all nonsensical things that are being pushed in all of our schools. They're, they're one of the reasons that everything seems to be falling apart. We did a uh, clip last week of Barack Obama basically implying that, that critical race theory is not something to fight against, which tells you that it actually is something to fight against. The fact that he even had to go out there and say that because it shows that the fight against critical race theory is starting to work, right? So Texas, Florida, several other states have now passed laws banning critical race theory being taught in schools, the same way you wouldn't want Nazism, say, taught in schools. You could teach about the Nazis, but you wouldn't want to teach that the Nazis with their racialist ideas about the world were the good guys, right? So Chris is doing an absolutely great job, and he's been calling out Joy Reid, and, uh, well, she called him out on her show. This is a guy named Christopher Rufo, who's at the, a conservative think tank, uh, at, at a conservative think tank, and he says the goal is to have the public read something crazy in the newspaper and immediately think critical race theory. We've decodified the term and we'll recodify it to annex the entire range of cultural constructions that are unpopular with Americans. Basically using critical race theory as a brand name. Oh, absolutely, it's a distraction. It's a distraction. Uh, okay, I'm not even sure who that other person was, but all right, Joy Reid is sort of going after the ideas that Chris Rufo has put out there. There's many other moments where she's been mentioning him. So Chris did what you can do, at least for now, on a semi-free internet. He tweeted at Joy Reid. He said, Joy Reid has denounced me by name multiple times on her show, but she doesn't have the courage to invite me on as a guest. She knows that I will crush her critical race theory apologetics any day of the week. So in essence, he said, hey, look, I put some stuff out there. You don't like it. You've mentioned me by name. Put me on your show. Let's talk about it. Now, I've been through many versions of this myself, right, where mainstream people go after me, CNN or New York Times, and I used to challenge everybody to debates, and they, they usually just disappear. Well, then Joy responded, and, and really listen to the, there's a particularly crazy part of what she said here. She wrote, this is a weirdly aggressive way to get yourself on TV, Christopher. Why not just contact my booking producers like a normal person rather than going with the white man demands option? Capitals on white man demands. I had never even heard of you until underscore uh, piece exposing your plot to rebrand CRT. Now, Okay, it doesn't matter when she heard of him, she's talking about him a lot now and making him seem like he's some sort of conservative bad guy because he's trying to get race uh, obsession out of schools. Uh, but there she went ahead and did, she already showed her hand there. First off, what, what was the line, white, what was it, white what now? White man demands options. So now she racialized this conversation. She now looks at Rufo and, the, and she views him simply as a white man. So through the critical race lens, right? Through this lens where they racialize everything. Well, she did it there. She even put those words in capitals. So is a white man not allowed to ask to be on a show? Demands, you're talking shit about him and now he's asking to talk to you. So this is what they do with everything. By the way, I'm gonna guess that it is possible 
And I'll ask Chris myself, I'll actually text him after this, I'll ask him if he went through the proper channels. Whenever, any time I've called out somebody online, I always go through the proper channels first, and you always get ignored. So what would have happened, I, I would bet anything on this, is if Chris went through the proper channels, he's just ignored, right? And then he has to go public. Now maybe he didn't, but also, in the world of Twitter and the way we all communicate with each other, if someone calls you out on their national cable news channel show, you're allowed to tweet at them and say, hey, you know, can we talk? He wasn't, he wasn't really being a dick about it, I don't think. And then the end there, you're, uh, the, until the piece exposing your plot to rebrand critical race theory. He's not trying to rebrand critical race theory. He's actually explained critical race theory quite well. What he's trying to show people is that when you hear these crazy things in the media that nobody fully understands and why we're watching kids come home thinking that their parents are racist and the country is awful, he wants them to understand that that is directly linked to being taught the ideas of critical race theory, but it's his plot. I know it's his plot, it's very, it's very, very scary. So hopefully they will talk. I, I sincerely doubt that they will. Um, not that Joy's gonna go for it, but I would gladly offer them this channel. Uh, if they don't even want me in the way, I'll offer them this channel and my 1.7 million subscribers or whatever it is to just get the message out there. If they just wanna stream it right here, that would uh, be just fine with me. But again, this is about fighting back. And you know, I always tell you the thing, I don't like people who just talk. And I think a couple years ago, a lot of my liberal friends were just talking about talking and just not really doing anything. I like people who build things and I like people who fight. And Chris Rufo is like the tip of the spear of the fight on critical race theory. And it's just great and we'll see what happens. With, uh, with Miss Joy Reid. But do Google Joy Reid and her anti-gay writings and then wonder why this woman is still on MSNBC. Uh, let's move from one mainstream media hack to another. Uh, you guys know Don Lemon over at CNN. And again, I said at the beginning, I was friendly with Don. I don't know what happened to him. It's disappointing to me a couple of years ago. You know, we used to go out for dinner and hang out and whatever. And then one day he just unfollowed me and then sort of just, uh, you know, followed me on Twitter and then just sort of started going crazy with all this race stuff. It was not something that he was doing before. He was actually a pretty moderate guy from what I know. I actually thought, and I think I've said to him privately, I think we were out to Wings once on the Upper West Side, and I was like, Don, I think you're a conservative, and we kind of laughed about it. Well, he's really just gone in on all of this nonsense. Uh, we've got some quotes here from Blaze Media. CNN anchor Don Lemon had some unfavorable remarks about the United States and Americans in a new interview. The left-wing cable TV host made a bizarre claim that Americans don't see black people as human beings and declared that the U.S. needs to realize just how racist it, it, racist it is. I don't know if America sees black people and especially black gay men as fully human and as uh, deserving of the American dream, Lemon said. Lemon claimed that we're living in two different realities as black and white people, but as the Daily Mail pointed out, he lives in a $4.3 million four bedroom cottage in Sag Harbor on New York's Long Island where 80% of the population is white and just 3% are black. Okay, I don't care how much money Don Lemon makes. I don't really care where he lives or the price of his house. I'm a capitalist and I believe that if you can make the money and do, uh, well, I was gonna say an honest day's work. I'm not sure he's doing an honest day's work, but I don't think he's doing anything illegal. Let's put it that way. It's like, you know what? If you're making money and you live in a fancy house on Long Island, good for you, okay. Uh, but that's not really what this is about. First off, where is it better for black people than America? I'll be silent for 10 seconds. Can you count to 10? Please, think of all the places it's better for black people than America.
That's how many, that's how many. Now that doesn't mean it's perfect. That doesn't mean it's perfect. And it ain't perfect for anybody because there's no such thing as perfection. We humans are flawed, thus we build flawed things. But America's pretty damn great. And that's why black people are not fleeing America. And that's why black people world over are still trying to come to America. And so are other such brown people and often white people. It's very, very bizarre. Uh, so that's just nonsense, uh, absolute nonsense. And I, I mean, I say the same things all the time, but it's like just worth repeating that we fought a war to end slavery. Um, we just put uh, June 19th as a national holiday. Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff here, Lemon, and that they don't like black gay men. Like, what? Are, are, where are black gay men being hunted down? Where are black people being hunted down? You know where, actually? Chicago. Chicago, you may have seen some of the videos this past weekend of just people being shot on the streets. I mean, there's some really horrific videos of black-on-black -black crime in Chicago. I know we can't talk about that, and even me saying that, uh, watching black people get shot down, I mean, mowed down by gun violence in Chicago, that makes me a racist, I know that. Um, but here I am, I said anyway. Can we find out how many people were shot in Chicago this past weekend? It's usually around 40. It's about 40 people usually a weekend and then usually about five or 10 of them uh, die. Uh, but that's black on black crime, so we can't talk about that. Although Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who's black and said that she'll only be interviewed by black or brown people, uh, she just put $10 million of her city's money in Chicago to fight racism, which that's just a way of like paying off people. That's literally just a way of $10 million to fight racism. You got people being shot on the street. Here's $10 million to a bunch of organizations that just don't do anything, but they fight racism. Oh, 52 people were shot in Chicago this past weekend, five fatally, according to the Chicago Sun-Times. Guessing you didn't see any of that on mainstream media because again, it's that narrative over truth and reality that they don't really like. But let's just be clear. America does not have a problem with black people. The only people that have a, the obsessive people who are, who are constantly harping on race are the Democrats, are the progressives, are the lefties. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about race anymore. You guys care about race. And the better things get about race, the more you have to focus on your imaginary problem. And what they are going to do, I mean, I've been saying this for quite some time already, but what they are going to do, they are gonna breed a generation of racists because if you keep telling white people that they're all evil and then you make it harder for them to get jobs and then harder to get loans and all of those things, eventually you will create racist people because nobody is guilty over the color of their skin. Nobody is born guilty. These people are in an absolute cult. And the idea that nobody, nobody likes black gay men. You're a black gay moron. I mean, that's what you are, right? It has nothing to do with you being black and it has nothing to do with you being gay. Your ideas are idiotic. You're on a primetime show making millions of dollars a year to live in a multi-million dollar house in Long Island while telling us all how horrible we are. God, these people are fools. Anyway, speaking of fools, let's talk about gay pride up in Seattle. It is Gay Pride Month, very exciting. There's a whole month devoted to gay pride, spectacular stuff. Uh, now it's gonna involve reparations because <laughs> You know, you can't, you can't just be proud of who you are without grifting some money off undeserving people. Uh, we've got some quotes here from 770 KTTH Radio. Organizers for a Seattle gay pride event say they're changing white, charging white people a quote reparations fee to attend. They have the support of city council president and mayoral candidate Lorena Gonzalez and the Seattle Human Rights Commission. Taking black pride, organizers say all are welcome to attend. However, white allies and accomplices must pay the reparations fee. 
Uh, it will ch be charged on a sliding scale of $10 to $50, depending on one's ability to pay. Critics question whether race-based admissions fees are appropriate. Seattle Municipal Code clearly prohibits racial discrimination, but organizers have pushed back, calling criticism of their admissions structure casual violence. God, these people are complete racist idiots. Now, first off, what's hilarious here is this is a gay pride event, right? <clears throat> so if you were gonna charge people reparations, wouldn't you be charging straight people, not white people? But for some reason they're charging white people. I mean, if we were at least keeping this in the somewhat box that this thing's supposed to be in, if you're having a gay pride event and then straight people wanna come, I wouldn't be for this, but it would be like, if you wanna charge the straight people more, but no, they're making it about white people because intersectionality is the greatest idiotic moronic grift of all time and makes everyone who even dances with it for a moment just that much stupider. So these people are the ones who want systemic racism. Imagine if you're just a white person. So that means, what that means is you could be a white gay guy, right? You're a white gay guy and you show up to the, to the black uh, pride event. And it's like, hey guys, I'm here for you. I wanna celebrate and it's wonderful. We're all gay and lesbians and stuff. Like, okay, can I come in? And they're like, well, how much do you earn? Because we gotta figure out how much you charge you. It's sliding scale. Well, I'm a dance instructor, so I don't know. Can, can I do $12? And it's like, well, you know, is your boss white? And blah, blah, blah. it's gonna be $15 for you. We need to build new things. You see what I'm saying here, people? That's what really what I learned in Miami is that there are going to be places built that are gonna be built right now and that are going to lead us to the future, that are gonna build great new things. And I think Miami is gonna be a part of that, Florida is gonna be part of that, Texas and Tennessee, and some of these other red states and red cities are gonna just start building things. Like the people who don't wanna play these nonsensical, endlessly racial, endlessly destructive games are gonna go ahead and build things. That's what I'm gonna do with Locals.com. And as I said earlier, if you wanna work for us, we don't care what color you are. We don't care what skin color you are, and we don't care what sexuality we, you are. Uh, but we'll pay you less if you're white and straight because, to, you know. <laughs> Uh, Locals.com slash jobs, if you're interested in that. Uh, if you want more about all of this stuff, if you really need like a quick uh, recap on what's going on with critical race theory and why it's so dangerous, my full episode with James Lindsay, who has been one of the leaders on this for years now, uh, that's up on YouTube right now. And of course you can get it on Locals uh, ad free. Uh, by the way, part one of my interview with Michael Knowles, who has a new book called Speechless, and I'm, I'm quoted in there, no big deal. Uh, that'll be up tomorrow and the full episode will be up at rubenreport.locals.com and his new book is for sale tomorrow. If you didn't know this, books by mainstream publishers always published on Tuesdays. That's a little info for you. Uh, speaking of books, I'm pretty much done with my book now. I think I told you guys, my book editor was here last weekend. We plowed through a bunch of stuff. We're going through the last bit of touches. We finalized some stuff about the cover and I'll announce something soon. We'll, we'll go on pre-sale right before I go off the grid at the end of July and the book will be out in April. And uh, I'm gonna keep building things. I'm gonna keep finding the people who wanna build things and I'm gonna keep exposing these ridiculous frauds. What are you gonna do? Let me know in the comments right down below. See ya. Thanks for tuning in everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you wanna connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubenreport.locals.com.